we might be halfway through the ultimate downturn, both in terms of uh, duration and scale. So I think we're looking at house price falls into the first half of next year, possibly a, a floor, a bottoming out second half of next year. Welcome everybody to the latest Finsia podcast. I'm really pleased today to have Calvin Davidson, who is uh, uh, CoreLogic's uh, chief economist uh, in New Zealand uh, with me today. Um, Obviously, we're going to be talking uh, property and um, uh, interest rates, things like that. So, um, Kelvin, welcome. Um, perhaps you can give us a little bit more about um, yourself and uh, your role at CoreLogic. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. It's uh, I love talking about property, so uh, always keen to do it, and, and I'll try to do it at every possible opportunity I get. So, so th- yeah, very pleased to join you. Um, uh, and CoreLogic in New Zealand is a property data and analytics business. We provide services to banks, uh, insurers, the government, real estate agents. I've probably left off some people off there, but it's it's pretty wide ranging across not only property values, uh, like uh, automated valuations for banks, but mapping services, addressing services. So it's quite, it's quite a broad spectrum of things. Uh, within that, there's a, a research function, which I'm part of, and, and we basically use the data generated by lots of other people in the business and try to get some insights out of it and uh, put out reports, commentaries, talk to the media. So it's quite a sort of public-facing role. Uh, I've been at CoreLogic uh, four and a half years, um, so I'm an economist by training, and I've, I've worked for consultancies really throughout my career, private consultancies in New Zealand and in the UK. So, and done a little bit of commercial property in my past, but at, at the moment it's residential. So uh, yeah, quite a, a you know suitable background or, or relevant background, I guess, for, for the job at CoreLogic. It's, and I think around the housing market, it's clearly something that everybody has a stake in, everybody knows about, you. everybody lives somewhere. So whether you're a renter or an owner, mm-hmm. investor, you know, a banker, a, any, anybody, a real estate agent, anybody to do with it knows, knows something about property. So quite easy to have conversations uh, at the barbecue, uh, around the dinner table. It's, it's always a topic pretty close to, to people's yeah. minds. So um, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. I love it. And um, yeah. Well, one of the things that, um, that we've seen and, and um, we're here to talk about in a little bit more detail is the, um, is this, is the pain and gain report. So, I mean, can you tell us more about that? I mean, what, you know, it's been going a little while and, and, and I think it's probably obvious, but uh, how did you come up with a name? Yeah, well, well yes, it's uh, looking at two sides of the equation. And, and I think that's the thing about housing is that, you know, somebody's pain is, is often somebody else's gain. It's 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 a bit of a, a zero sum game as as we talk about in economics. Um, so if, you know, if you get a bargain on a property, somebody else has uh, had to forego a bit of cash. So yeah, it's it's all about what we do is, is simply look at all property resold in the most recent three month period, and compare that sale price to what the owner originally paid. And so then we work out, well, have you made a gross profit or a gross loss? And that's the gross profit is a gain and the gross loss is, is the pain. Now, so it's, it's, a, it's a relatively simple sort of metric, but I think it, it, it gives a different spin on just the standard house price measures that you see, you know, day to day, week to week. So it's just that different slant on it. Now, I mean, a whole period matters a lot. 
know, we are looking. It's not just it's not just things that are being bought and sold in a short period of time. You know, some of these deals people have bought forty years ago, fifty years ago. So um, when people see big resale profits, uh, you got to keep in mind that it's some of these properties have been owned for a very long time and gone through a lot of cycles and, and house prices, uh, and also for owner occupiers. You know, people look at it and say, "Well, ah, oh, you, you sold for five hundred thousand more than what you paid. You you know, you're in the money." But actually, everything else has gone up in value over that time too. So, for owner occupiers, you're generally recycling any equity back into your next purchase. So, a um, couple of caveats there, and and as I say, it's a it's a relatively simple measure, but it gives a different slant on things, and and yeah, people find it really interesting. And how long has it been going for? Yeah. Uh, the actual report itself, I'm not 100% sure about. The, the data we run back to sort of the mid 90s, so yeah. we've got we've got a pretty long time series in there, and uh, you know across you know our full database of properties, which which covers sort of 1.6 million properties in New Zealand. That's how many residential dwellings there are of different types. Um, so it's it's a wide coverage and and goes back a pretty long period too. And um, well, let's let's cut to um, quarter two of twenty two. Um, you know, what what would you say are the are the key takeouts from the latest that um, might get people's attention to to read further? Yeah, I, I think so. The overall tire, the over if there was if there's one line to describe it, it, it would be something like weaker but not weak. So the numbers here are, are still pretty. Solid for for property owners, people who have, who have resold property. So we're only seeing across all resales in the second quarter, only about there was a roughly two percent were sold at a price below what the owner originally paid. So that's that pain. Only about two percent of deals, um, and those tend to be held for a very short period of time. You know, in this market, which is turned down, but still, you know, there's, there's still gains out there to be made. Those pain numbers on the other side of the equation are really only reflecting, I, I think, changes in personal circumstances. Maybe there's been a death or a divorce, these things, which means people have had to sell sooner than what they might have intended. And that's where they, they tend to sell for less than, than what they paid. On the other hand, you've got 98% of deals still being made at a profit over and above what the person paid originally. Uh, keeping in mind the whole period play, plays a big role. Yeah. I mean, on most occasions, people are making profits. The scale of gain, median resale profit, we measured at three hundred and seventy thousand in the second quarter. That's so that's still still pretty strong as well. However, those numbers have turned. If you go back three months, that that percentage of resale gains was ninety nine. So it has started to turn a little bit, consistent with with the downturn we're seeing in house prices more generally. And the scale of gains came down from more than four hundred thousand down to three hundred and seventy. So things have turned, but as I say, it's it's weaker, but certainly not weak. You know, people who are looking at this who don't own property would say, "Well, I mean, it's turned, but look at the gains you're still getting." So, um, yeah, like everything, context matters a lot. And, and um, one thing that I did pull out of, of it as I, I, I was, um, you know, it, it's not a, of a great surprise. I mean, obviously, you follow the data, so you, you know, and, and so, so you, you know, you're looking at it constantly. Um, and you know, there is a section that you put out for outlook. Um, given, you know, um, it, there is a, it, it's, it's, it's coming down those profits. Um, 
and and we had another uh, rate rise yesterday on the uh, the reserve the the, the RBNZ. Um, what's your feeling about um, how far it may go and how long it may last? Um, you know, uh, as an economist, I'm I'm keen to get your take on that. Yeah, that's uh, quite a, a, I guess, a bit of a general conversation there. I suppose just in relation to the pain and gain numbers, they, it's a, I suppose it's a little, like I say, it's a little bit of a different way of looking at the market as, as opposed to the standard house price indices that you see. It puts a different spin on things. Probably, if anything, the pain and gain numbers tend to be a little slower moving than right. house indices because, as I've said, whole period matters a lot. So even if the market's turned down 5 or 10% from the peak, uh, if you bought 15, 20 years ago, well, your gains are still going to be really large yeah. and you're going to make them on most occasions. So uh, it takes a while, I guess, for the turn in the actual market itself to flow through to the dollar profits or the dollar yeah. losses for people. Yeah. So um, I think you know, in terms of the wider housing market, there's there's challenges both ways and certainly we've seen uh, mortgage rates rise sharply over a period of uh, sort of 12 months just recently they've started to fall again so you know we're, we're a lot higher than we were but still come back just off that peak a little bit um, the construction outlook has has softened but still an expectation that we'll see a reasonable flow of new dwellings becoming available uh, people speculating about the next election, which to be fair is still sort of a year away, mm -hmm. uh, what, what a change of government could mean in terms of tax policy in relation to uh, the property market, especially the way investors are, are treated by the tax system. So just, uh, it's, it's sort of, I mean, I sound like a typical economist kind of on one hand on the other, but <laughs> is this, I think there's some near-term challenges for sure, and we're seeing house prices fall. Wouldn't surprise me. They're down, depending on which measure you look at, they're down sort of 7 8%, somewhere around there. We might be halfway through the ultimate downturn, both in terms of uh, duration and scale. So I think we're looking at house price falls into the first half of next year, possibly a, a floor, a bottoming out second half of next year. And potentially after that, you know, this, uh, who knows? Uh, the experience would tell you that they might stay flat for a little period of time thereafter before a the next cycle starts off again i think really as, as mortgage rates start to fall more appreciably so you know there's some challenges to get through in the in the first instance perhaps the next six to 12 months in terms of the housing market mm. so that will, uh, that will continue to flow through in pain and gain numbers so i expect we'll see a bit more pain and a bit less gain over the next 12 to 15 months maybe even the next couple of years but because whole period matters a lot Anybody reselling might not get as much as what they would have got previously, but they'll still get some pretty good numbers. And keeping in mind, the owner occupiers have to recycle that equity anyway. So there's yeah, there's there's lots of caveats here and, and lots of um, yeah. to get through first. But um, I think there's 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 probably further softness ahead for the pain and gain numbers. I think um, I mean I. I, I what I really want to do is, is end on a positive note. And I think that you're actually, um, uh, you know, giving us something a little bit positive to look forward to. Um, and I think what I will say is, you know, um, I, I did enjoy reading the report and I think it is, um, you know, it, it makes good read. And, and as you say, it gives a different perspective on, on, um, on those indices. So um, I think we'll, um, 
we'll, we'll stop there. But I'll ask if there's a, a possibility and for another one of these in in a few months or twelve months time to see where we're at to see um, um, you know uh, where the figures are going. So uh, look on behalf of uh, Fincia members, Kelvin, uh, thank you very much. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Thank you.